Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on a beautiful Wednesday. Another hump day, and it also happens to be the final day of August, 31st of August, 2022. Man, not sure about you, but I cannot believe how quickly time is flying. And uh, I started this podcast in April 2020, and I've got to say 2020 and 2021 kind of molded into one year based on all the lockdowns we had around covid but uh, today is episode 487, so trust you are enjoying the podcast. Hopefully there's enough information that I'm sharing with you that is of value, helping you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader, but also helping your team become exceptional in what they do as well and becoming high-performing uh, individuals, but also collectively as a team. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about some habits that help sales leaders become exceptional. Now, we are all creatures of habit and success and failure always leaves clues. Now, if you look at what you do on a regular basis, I guarantee if we looked at your diary over the last four to six weeks, it will demonstrate some of the habits you have put in place. And some of these habits you wouldn't necessarily be 100% conscious of. There's just things that we do on a regular basis and we don't even need to think about it. But if you look at also successful people and irrespective of the industry, irrespective of the title and irrespective of the size of the team they lead or the size of the organization they represent, they all have specific things that they do on a regular basis that become non-negotiable that leads them and enables them to create the level of success that they enjoy. Now, the danger with this is often people can look from the outside in and look at the people getting the outcomes and think, oh my God, how good are those people? I could never be like that or it's all right for them. They've got it easy, quote unquote. And this tends to happen a lot in sales as well. And sales leaders are often looking for the secret sauce to propel them to super success, thinking that it's some special magic potion and it very rarely is. And when it's all said and done, sustainable success is built off strong fundamentals, and these fundamentals are not rocket science. But if we can build some consistency around these fundamentals and around these habits, then amazing things can happen. Now, if you've been following the podcast for a while or listening to me on the various platforms and seeing stuff on LinkedIn, you'll notice that I often mention the word consistency. And with the word consistency, I often mention the fact that it's not very sexy. It's not very charismatic. But this is what habits are all about. They are consistent things that we do on a regular basis that enable us to create some consistency around the things that we do. And over time, this consistency will compound. Now, the challenge for many sales leaders, and and it's not just related to sales leaders, the challenge for many people around consistency is they don't necessarily have the tenacity or the patience to stay the course. Many of us living in a instant gratification society, we're almost expecting that, well, we want to guarantee that this strategy we're going to put in place, these tactics we're going to put in place, this phone call that I'm going to make or these LinkedIn messages I'm going to send, I almost want to guarantee that it's going to work. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. And when it doesn't work, when the first one doesn't work, when the second doesn't work, or the person responds or doesn't give you the response you're looking for, very often we can end up saying, well, that tactic doesn't work. Therefore, I'll go and look for something else. So the shiny thing syndrome is very, very real in 2022. So as leaders in particular, we need to understand that there is an evolution, there is a process we need to go through in order to build a level of competency that needs time and it needs patience and it needs feedback. And we need to stay the course and stay in the game to give 
the habit time to embed. And so you might have heard the four levels of adult learning and it starts with an unconscious incompetence where effectively we don't know and not aware of what it is that we don't know. So in many respects, we are completely oblivious to some of the uh, things that need to be put in place in order for us to move forward and become successful in whatever uh, in whatever endeavor we're looking at. We then become a little bit more aware of some things and it might be, for example, you're starting to drive a car and you get into the seat of the front seat of the car, the driver's seat, and you're suddenly aware of all the things that you do not know how to do. You've never driven a car before. You might have seen others drive a car and you might think it looks easy. But until you get into the driver's seat and you realize that you are now in control of this weapon, you've got uh, mirrors, you've got uh, a gear stick, you've got uh, pedals, you've got all different things to think about. You're suddenly becoming more consciously aware of just how much you don't know. So you move to a level of conscious incompetence. So you just haven't developed a skill set yet. Now, when you start to learn to drive, you start to, over time, and it takes practice, and this is why a regular, consistent application of these habits will actually generate a level of conscious competence where you're actually starting to develop some higher levels of skill set. And eventually, if you think about how you drive a car right now, most of us just get into a car, don't even think about it. We just turn the car on and automatically we just start driving. And many times you get to a destination, you think, oh, how did I get here? That's a level of unconscious competence where you're doing things on autopilot. Now, there are many people in sales leadership who I consider to be exceptional sales leaders who are working on autopilot. That is, they have a level of unconscious competence, but here's the thing, they're very, very specific and very particular on the habits that they are focusing their attention on on a daily basis, which enables them to be so good at what they do and hence become exceptional. So in today's episode, I wanted to explore 10 habits, and this is by no means an exhaustive list, and you might have some others that resonate with you, and that's perfectly okay. But here are 10 habits that I like to consider to be absolutely non-negotiable, and these are habits that will help sales leaders become absolutely exceptional. Now, these are in no particular order, but I just wanted to give you a high-level overview of these. And as we go through these, just think about yourself and whether you are applying any conscious focus to these particular habits. Because if we can lock these in, and these are by no means, as I said before, these are not rocket science, but if we can lock these in, we can start to develop a high level of conscious competence and move towards unconscious competence and really cement our place among the exceptional sales leaders within our industry and certainly enable our team to actually mirror that and become exceptional in what they do as well. So here's the first one. The first one is exceptional sales leaders have a habit around self-awareness. They are continually looking at what is working for them. They're aware of their emotions. They're aware of uh, their strengths, and they're also aware of their blind spots. Now, we talk a lot about emotional intelligence and how self-awareness is being aware of the emotion that you're experiencing right now, being able to articulate that emotion and then being able to regulate that emotion. But also self-awareness goes a little bit uh, wider than that. And particularly when you look at the competencies, exceptional sales leaders are very, very clear on what they are very strong in. They know they can identify really clearly what is in their wheelhouse or what is in their zone of genius. And they will focus on those and accentuate those strengths. They're also very clear on where they are not so strong, and I don't necessarily refer to these as weaknesses. They're probably things that are less familiar, and maybe there's some blind spots. But they have this level of self-awareness to understand, that, you know what, I'm not strong in this area, so I'm going to bring people in who have a strength in that area that can complement me, and when, they, when we bring them in, we actually have a much higher level of performance across the team because I'm not relying on myself to actually plug any gaps that I have 
I'm now going to accentuate and focus on my strength. So self-awareness is the first one. The second one is they have uh, crystal clear clarity when it comes to communication. Now, I do a lot of work with teams and leaders around communication skills and how to articulate a message, whether that be in a verbal sense or in a written sense. And one of the key habits of really effective communicators is they have this capacity to create clarity around their communication. So they take the complex topics and they... And I wouldn't say dumb it down into simple terms, but they can actually crystallize a really complex message and and put it into layman's terms that most people can resonate with and understand. What they don't do, which I see a lot of leaders do, and I'll see a lot of would-be leaders and wannabe leaders do, is they try to make the messaging as complex as possible and try to use as many big words and many strategic words as they possibly can, most of the time to try and impress people that they are perhaps more intelligent than perhaps they give themselves credit for. Great communicators and exceptional sales leaders do the complete opposite. They take a complex subject and they dumb it down into a point where anybody can understand it. And I often say this, if you can articulate a message to a five-year-old child and have that five-year-old child not just understand the message, but be able to share that message with somebody else and have that second person or third person understand it, then you've actually articulated your message really, really well. Now, another key element about this communication is great communicators are also great listeners. They are looking for the signals to understand, has my message resonated? And if they if it hasn't resonated, they'll actually be able to read the play. They'll be able to ask questions, but also listen to the responses. So they're always checking in and making sure that the communication they're putting out there is actually being received. In other words, is there a consistency between what they're saying and what the people are receiving? So clarity of communication is another key habit of exceptional sales leaders. Number three is a habit around reflection. And I talk about this a lot with leaders. And in fact, I was talking to a group on, in Tasmania on Friday actually about this and talking about that as, as leaders, exceptional sales leaders, irrespective of how busy they are, they always will prioritize reflection time for them. And they make it a priority. And they have the discipline to make, make it a priority every single week. And this is not just once in a while. This is every single week without fail. They'll sit down for half an hour to an hour and they'll think about all the things that happened in the last week what went really well, analyze that, get the get the key lessons out of it, but also things that didn't work so well so they can actually articulate a lesson and maybe identify a theme that they can then focus on over the next week. So they make reflection an absolute number one priority. Number four is they have a level of courage. And this is, this is in, in a number of different facets. They have the courage to have the conversations that must be had, but they also have the courage to having the conversations that must be had when they need to have it. They are feedback machines. They will always challenge reality and they'll always challenge perceptions. They have the courage to have the conversation with external stakeholders and senior executives when perhaps they don't necessarily agree with the the concept or the strategy or they don't understand the concept or the strategy. So they're not afraid to actually ask the hard questions, which many people are not really open to asking. So having the courage, and you think about all this through through these habits, and one of the themes I want you to think about as we go through this is I always talk about the fact that your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So all the habits that you want to put in place as an exceptional sales leader, if you start seeing these habits play out in your team, then it's a great indication that those habits are being embedded because your team are watching your every move. And courage is a big one. Being prepared to have the conversation, being prepared to ask the hard questions, being prepared to say no, and having the courage to stand up and potentially be criticized or chastised uh, or judged in some cases, but the leader will always think, what is the best thing to do? What is going to help my team? And my role as a leader is to do that because it paves the way 
to make it easier for my team to follow. So having the courage to have the conversations when you need to have them. And this includes, of course, one of the most important uh, conversations we can have, and that is the feedback conversation. So having the courage to give feedback when the feedback needs to be given and not giving feedback to people at the performance review at the half year mark or the full year mark. So courage is number four. Number five is all about servitude. And I'm a big proponent of servant leadership and looking for ways to serve the team, help the team. And I'm always saying to sales leaders and any leader for that matter, when I ask the question, who is there to serve who? Are you there to serve your team or is your team there to serve you? And you only have to look at a number of organizations to understand that I guess the hierarchical structure is a little bit uh, skew-if and it's a little bit upside down because you've got many senior executives who are, have this belief that their team are there to serve them. Great teams, great organizations, sustainably successful organizations and exceptional organizations have senior leaders, CEOs, sales leaders who know that they are there to serve their team. And what that means is not serving their every whim It's not doing things for them. It's actually serving them. And sometimes that's having the hard conversations. Sometimes that's removing obstacles. Sometimes that's challenging them to take their performance to a whole new level. But it's all geared around how can I help foster a better environment for my team to be successful? How can I tap in to the intrinsic motivation of my team and help create an inspiring environment that enables them to extract that potential and capitalize on that motivation to drive exceptional results. It is not about doing things for other people. It is about, though, looking for opportunities that I can help help those people to become more self-sufficient, to become more independent, and help them develop a high level of conscious competence. So looking for opportunities to serve. And this comes down essentially to an attitude and always looking for what an exceptional sales leader will do is every morning they'll look for opportunities and ask themselves the question, how can I best help my team today? What can I do to make it easier for my team to make progress? How can I remove some blockages? How can I introduce some key stakeholders, whether they be external or internal stakeholders to my account team so that it makes it easier for them to progress opportunities, for example. So there's a, a number of things that a sales leader can do to help their team. And servitude is all about an attitude about how can I help, how can I serve. It is not about them, as in your account team, being uh, codependent and you doing everything for them. That is not what we're talking about, but it, it is about how can I help uh, pave the way for them to be more independent, to start to elevate their thinking. How can I challenge them more, but serve them in a, in a way that's going to assist them in making progress. Number six is uh, exceptional sales leaders have a unrelenting focus and it's always about making progress towards a clearly defined outcome. So first and foremost, the sales leader, the exceptional sales leader has a really clear understanding of what success looks like and they have an unrelenting focus on what is needed in order to make progress towards that outcome. So they are not going to be uh, distracted by shiny things syndromes that many others may be. It's not going to be the tactic or the strategy of the day. They're going to be focused on what are the habits that we're going to put in place? What are the actions we're going to put in place? What are the daily things that we have to put in place as an account team in order to make progress towards achieving that outcome? So it is an unrelenting focus. And if somebody comes in and tries to knock them off focus, they will then have the courage to have the conversation, as we've already talked about, say, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing, and they will not be pushed off track. So are you focused or are you susceptible to the shiny thing syndrome, which unfortunately many, many sales leaders are. So focus is a key one. The next habit, number seven, is all about professional and personal development. So exceptional sales leaders will prioritize training 
They will prioritize constant uh, improvement in terms of their education. They'll look for mentoring. They'll look for coaching. Now, many of them will actually allocate a budget of their annual income or annual revenue to professional development every single year. And that is anywhere between 10 and 25% that exceptional leaders will spend because they know there's always something new to learn. But not only, it's not about gathering knowledge and a lot of people will go to university, they'll do a course and in the classic, they'll do an MBA or do some sort of degree to get a piece of paper, to get the credentials, to put it on LinkedIn. Uh, Exceptional sales leaders will do the development work so that they can take the learnings from that and apply it immediately. So it's all about practical application. It is not developing knowledge because knowledge in and of itself, as we know, is not powerful. It only becomes powerful when we're using it for good and making progress. So always making sure that they are prioritizing time and space for professional development. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be just restricted to training courses or coaching or mentoring. It's reading books, it's listening to podcasts, it's gathering information, it's doing research, it's reading blogs, it's watching videos on YouTube, it's going to conferences. All this is geared around constant and never-ending improvement, which will not only help them become better at their sales leadership craft, it'll also help them become better mentors, better teachers, better coaches, and better guides to their team as well. Because if they if they are not developing, guess what? According to the law of the lid, their team is not developing either. And that will just stifle growth and that will stifle opportunities, but will also stifle performance. So always making sure that personal and professional development is a key priority. The next one, number eight, is they develop a habit around physical exercise and mental breaks. Now I am staggered at the number of sales leaders that I work with who have a habit of booking themselves solid. They'll have back-to-back meetings all day. They will not take breaks. They will actually buy lunch and get their lunch delivered or they'll just eat their lunch at their desk and continue to work. And then wonder why they're so tired, so fatigued, can't think straight, etc., etc., etc. Exceptional sales leaders will always prioritize not only mental breaks, they'll also prioritize physical exercise. Now, whether that be, depending on the time of day, that's more conducive to your energy levels. Sometimes people will exercise in the morning, others will exercise at night, and some actually exercise in the middle of the day, which actually is a great idea, particularly if you need a break from the office and from the desk. Getting out and actually going for a walk or going for a run in the middle of the day can not only be very cathartic and actually help rejuvenate and uh, increase the levels of energy for the afternoon that uh, particularly if afternoons, you tend to be fairly fatigued. So physical exercise is critical. The other part is the mental side as well. And and often I talk to sales leaders about about this in terms of breaking up their day into chunks. And I often talk about the fact that you've got 96 50-minute increments available to you in any 24-hour period. And most people don't think about that, but most people will actually just plow through the day and get as much done based on what's on their to-do list. And many of them forget to take breaks. Chunking the day down into into sprints where you're focusing on, say, three 15-minute increments at a time, working for 45 minutes and then taking a 15-minute break, gives you a mental break. Now, when I say a mental break, it means changing the environment. If you're working on a project, working on some sort of strategy, even having a conversation, make sure there's a break between that conversation and the next one that enables you to mentally readjust to uh, reflect on what's just happened, but also get ready for the next conversation or the next task or for the next priority that you now have to focus on. So putting in small mental breaks throughout the day is a key to high performance. And you just have to look at elite sporting teams right now and how much sports science is pointing to the fact that recovery, rejuvenation, and uh, re-energization is such an important thing to high performance. So if it works for elite athletes, 
then it certainly can work for exceptional sales leaders. Habit number nine of exceptional sales leaders is they are approachable and they are visible. Now, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast and how many, many leaders find that their best approach to leadership is to lead by absence, and that is absolute garbage. Great leaders, exceptional leaders are not only approachable, they are also visible. They walk slowly through the crowd, and this means that they don't necessarily have to have an agenda, but particularly in an open plan office space, and now that many, many organizations are bringing their people back into the office and not just working from home, it's it's being visible and seeing your team and being approachable and being able to have the conversations. It doesn't necessarily have to have an agenda every single time that you want to have a conversation. It's just being there. And sometimes just seeing your leader there can be enough to inject a level of enthusiasm, particularly if you're observing them and they have this high level of energy. The other component of this around approachability is I often say the greatest gift that you can give anybody in your team is the gift of your attention. So being present with people. And that presupposes that you are an approachable individual. So build a habit around being more approachable and build a habit around being more visible and just watch what happens. And then habit number 10 is all about humility. Sales leaders who become exceptional have a level of humility. They understand that leadership is not about them, never has been about them, and never will be about them. It is linked indelibly to servant leadership. It is all about how can I empower the team? How can I encourage the team? How can I edify the team? I don't take the credit for how good my team is, but I'll be the first person to put my hand up being responsible for when things go wrong. And that's what great leaders, that's what exceptional leaders do. They have this unbelievable level of humility, which is attractive, it's energizing, but also helps create an environment where people want to be part of that team. There's nothing worse than working for a sales leader who makes it all about them, who takes all the accolades, who wants to get the limelight, Working for a sales leader who actually edifies their team, gives the team the opportunity and steps out of the way knowing that it's not about them, but gives the team every opportunity to get the plaudits that they fully deserve is the leader that most people would like to work with. So there you have it, a high level overview of 10 key habits that help sales leaders become exceptional. Now, it's not an exhaustive list. As I said at the beginning, you might have some other key habits that you've observed over your journey and uh, that, that is Absolutely perfect. Uh, But what I do know is having worked with sales leaders for many, many years, sales leaders who become exceptional demonstrate a high level of consistency across all of these 10 habits. And when these habits are installed, amazing things can happen. So the key message out of today is if you want to be an exceptional sales leader, start thinking about a lot of these habits and just ask yourself the question for each of these, how well am I building these habits? Am I placing a level of conscious focus on each of these habits to the point where I'm making this a habit on a daily basis. And it means you've got to make it a priority. It means you've got to dedicate some time to it. And it means you might have to have some conversations with people and maybe reprioritize and reset some expectations so that you can create the space and the bandwidth to hone in on these habits, which we know will underpin exceptional performance. So I trust that message makes sense. hope it resonates and I hope it is of value. So as a key reminder, as we wrap up this episode on the last day of August 2022, When you are ready to work together, when you're looking for somebody to hold you accountable and help drive you to become an even better sales leader, getting to the exceptional sales leader status, love to have a conversation with you about working with you one-on-one over the next 90 days. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what does exceptional look like for you, map out a plan and put an execution strategy together that we can start working on as early as this week, given that tomorrow is the 1st of September. So I do have a couple of spots opening up 
for the month of September. So if that's you, you're ready to invest in yourself and really propel your sales leadership into the stratosphere and become that exceptional sales leader that you know you have the capability to become, then let me help you do just that. So look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast and look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.